everybody. Thanks for listening to R&R Podcast brought to you by Successful New Life. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Robert. And this is... Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not, right? Or you this could say, why, why not, not Wednesday? Wednesday. <laughs> no, no I, I think we'll just stick with Wacky Wednesday. So, you know. Um, After the just, longest pause ever. <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of say something. So we were going to, the pl- original plan for today's episode was for me to do a live teaching with somebody who wants to learn, who's kind of new to real estate investing. I was going to teach him up on the thing. But you know what happened, which kind of ties into our news story, but his house is in the Midwest and uh, all of his pipes in his house froze up. So, and so his whole plumbing, you know, got wrecked and he's just trying not to turn his house into an ice rink at this point, you know? Yeah. It's really sad, really, really sad. And so I feel for the man, I'm, you know, it's very disappointing, you know, so our podcast is the least of the sadness, you know what I mean? In my opinion. (laughs) Yes. For those of um, you who don't know, it's very cold. Well, you leave your faucets on a drip. Anyone our age, you've got to know. And every faucet, just leave them dripping, you know, run a little bit of water. Do not let it sit there. You know what I mean? As the big, you know, as a big, big announcement to everybody who is in those colder areas, (laughs) you've got to just run your water a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, it's counterintuitive. Oh, no. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, We're wasting water. Believe me, it's worth worth the little bit of water that you're going to be using to save your entire pipe system. You know what I mean? From exploding and blowing up and God knows what. I feel so sorry for everyone out there. I wish we could do more. My sister told me that it was negative 22 degrees in Ohio. You told her about the water thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, she already knows about that because my dad used to tell us to do that all. He used to just do that all the time. Leave the water dripping whenever it was. Even if he wasn't home, whenever it was winter or he knew there was going to be a snowstorm or it was going to go below freezing, he just would do it automatically. And that's where we learned how to do that from, though. Yes, but exactly. It you is, do not it, want that. Everything they're saying on the news is actually real this time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> it my is gosh. actually very cold, very cold there because we know people personally who live who live in those areas and it is yeah, actually we send confirmed. our wishes and just please, 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 anyone that's our age. I know that you probably weren't taught this, but you got to oh leave gosh. the water running <laughs> a little bit. You know, you just got to do it when you're in that cold of weather. You know, um, just keep it at least at a drip, you know, probably more. I'd advise a little more because, you know, it's like insurance on your pipes, all of your pipes. But anyway, without that winter advisory <laughs> announcement, right? Um, we're, so we had meant to do a live training on this episode. Unfortunately, he's, you know, kind of tied up and that sort of thing, but that's fine. And uh, we still wanted to produce our episode and get all of our word out to everybody and, you know, get our positivity out to everybody. So um, if you haven't figured it out, our organization is based out of Arvada, Colorado. Uh, It's a suburb of Denver. And so that's kind of where our local news and events will come out of um, for this podcast, you know, with little things going on with the nonprofit organizations in the surrounding areas. And obviously we spread to Denver as well. And we, that's kind of what our emphasis. So in case you're wondering, that's, <laughs> I know it's a national nationwide thing. And yeah. so we, we really want to tailor it to all audiences and that sort of thing. But, you know, we would definitely have a local touch here. So anyway, Back to you, Rochelle. <laughs> you, you want to get to the sip of positivity for today? 
Oh, yeah. The sip of positivity for today. I would say that it had to do with going to the Rotary Club today because every week, well, we've only been to so far. This is our second time going to our local Rotary Club. And literally, you have the most fun there, or at least we do, because everyone there is so nice and so funny and so awesome. While being professional at the same time, it's actually, you know, it is possible to be both professional and funny and have a good sense of humor and just have fun in whatever you're doing. And that's my positive experience for today, which apparently it's going to be every Wednesday that I have a positive experience at the Rotary Club because they (laughs) always have a speaker there that makes you think about whatever subject that they're talking about and not just by, oh, yeah, okay, that's interesting, but the speakers actually are just so eloquent and intelligent in the way they present whatever it is that they're speaking, especially the lady that was there today. And we actually got to talk to her after her uh, seminar, or I guess her public speaking that she was doing. And um, I mean, I, I know we've been promising you guys so many interviews, so I don't, My goodness. I, just, <laughs> I don't even know if we should even say, like, we're promising you that we're going to interview her, but she was just an amazing lady, and I feel like she just really just inspired me in the fact that she went through so much, and I don't know if I should say too much about her story, because I kind of want her to tell her own story, you know, and I don't want to, you know step on someone's toes and oh and say, she will it's kind of wonderful yeah you know? exactly like she's gonna tell her story but um my biggest thing is that i love it when somebody's been through a lot but they don't just go around screaming it to, in everyone's face and acting like they're better or worse than people they just act like you know they're just a regular person and you wouldn't be able to tell all of the things she went through just by looking at her because she's so calm and her energy is just so positive and amazing and even when you speak to her she's just so such a and and she's just the fact that she's willing to speak about the things and the traumas that she's been through especially in front of a a lot of people because there's some people that can't even do that one-on-one you know what I mean and and she's kind of an inspiration for me and I and other people that she's talked to about this and I know definitely everyone at the Rotary Club today said that she was just an amazing lady my thing that I took away is that she's taking mac- like really massive action mm-hmm. to try to help individuals in the way that, that she wasn't too. helped as a child. Exactly, exactly. She's a very big, I, she is literally, she's the definition of an activist and an advocate and somebody who really believes in making a positive change, um, especially in terms of negative things that they've been through instead of just focusing on all the negativity that came out of everything she went through growing up she turned it into a positive and decided that well you know what I don't want anyone to go through the same stuff that I went through and if they did I want them to have a way to deal with it in a healthy positive way as opposed to just having to go through the things that I went like that she went through you know because she literally was saying that when she was growing up she didn't have the same resources that they have now and there weren't the same studies available that they have now back in the day I guess (laughs) that's a technical term back in the day (laughs) (laughs) that you know for trauma victims victims of post-traumatic stress things like that that are available right now And, and the crazy part too is that there's a lot of especially younger people that aren't aware of these resources and she's going out there herself and 
speaking about it and letting everyone know. And even though she even she even told me after I talked to her when I talked to her after she did her whole speech and her whole public speaking, she even told me I was so nervous up there. And I was like, wow, you know, I didn't even I couldn't even tell that she was that nervous. I didn't even know because she was so calm and and she said she has you know certain methods that help her deal with anxiety and stress to make it look like she's calmer at least calmer down for the moment and I think that's kind of important because like you don't always have to feel perfect or you don't always have to feel like your your life is perfect or everything's perfect but if you know how to deal with it and change it to a positive even if you're not feeling that way that's just I mean I don't know that's just amazing to me that she you would have never been able to tell just by looking at her, you know what I mean? Or just by even talking to her just for a little bit, you know what I mean? All the things that she went through. And I know I've been talking a lot about this, but just because I just thought that that was like really one of the most amazing, I've listened to a lot of people speak in, you know, in school and college. And, you know, we heard a couple of people, at the Rotary Club and other places. And I've even seen, you know, videos on YouTube of, quote unquote gurus and public speakers and stuff like that but she literally stood out to me so much you know what I mean I've heard both men and women speak before about even similar subjects and I couldn't really remember what they said I'll admit that but but I can remember every single thing she said because she said it in a way that was so profound and I don't know she'll be on here so you guys will be able to understand what I'm talking about when you listen to her talk. yeah she brought up a very interesting study what was it the ACE test and uh, mm-hmm. it was linking ACEs. ACEs test yeah and they made a link between in the study a couple of doctors did it uh, they made a link between basically victims of a number of things but childhood trauma and mm-hmm. actual health effects Mm-hmm. And the detrimental health effects that it has on these individuals as they grow up from trauma that they experienced as children. And um, it's kind of interesting, you know, the way that they did it and they quantified it. But basically, they had the many different categories of, you know, everything from verbal to mental to physical, you know, all forms of abuse and that sort of thing. And they linked it directly to mortality rate and um, different diseases throughout the body and everything. And even addictions, different types of addictions too. Oh yeah. Like uh, especially alcoholism where um, if they were, you know, generally was it eight forms of ACEs or or abuse or, you know, that sort of thing. And I don't want to ruin it too much and get too detailed and say Mm -hmm. something wrong, but you know, there was a, you know, at the the highest amount it was, um, you know, generally it led to alcoholism as, you know, an adult and that sort of thing. So, oh, and shortened lifespan. Also. Oh, by 20 years. Yeah, for sure. It was a 20 year shorter lifespan. It was everything. a very interesting study. It was, it was interesting that she said it's probably one of the most important studies that the majority of people have never heard of. And that's actually true because prior to her presentation, I actually never heard of it either. You know, and yeah, so you can look into that and read it. You know, I'm sure everything's online and everything, but um, 
you know, it was really interesting. What I really admired about her is that uh, she was very, very scared. Uh, you know what I mean? She was so, so terrified when she was mm. up there in front of everyone. But mm -hmm. she, like, mustered up enough courage to speak very eloquently, like you said, and mm -hmm. uh, give her presentation because she was so driven to make a positive change and help little children that were in her situation when she was younger and, and mm -hmm. she is open about this you know so we're not blowing up her spotter I think she actually wrote a book on it um, yeah she wrote a book about it do you remember the title of the book it's um it's literally called thank god I died and mm -hmm. it's she explains the title very I don't well want to give it away or anything yeah like I don't want to give it away too much but she's just an amazing lady and I really, and you know, we asked her if she wanted to be on our podcast and everything. And she was just like, oh my gosh, you guys really want to hear me talk on there and hear my story and everything. And it's just like, so she's just so nice. And she's such a good, amazing soul and spirit. And I feel like I really would like as many people as possible to hear her story because she's not only just talking, because there's a lot of people that go out and talk and don't do anything. But she is trying to take action as much as she can about awareness for the subject and also how to deal with it if you or anybody you know is going through it or knows somebody that's going through it. And she's a very adamant about taking action and, and preventing it, but also treating it um, instead of just sweeping it under the rug. Like older generation, a lot of trauma and abuse is very prevalent in a lot of older generations before you know they used to have all the laws and everything against it and a lot of them just were taught to just ignore basically their post-traumatic stress associated with it and it basically they're just you know walking around with all this trauma and anxiety and never really dealt with it you know I mean older people not just like everybody I feel like of all ages there are people who can relate to this subject and that's why i feel like it's important that she talks about it you know? well you know it's interesting part of the study uh one in four people actually admitted to having um been abused mm -hmm. at some point in time and i remember them taking do you remember they actually had us take that uh they did the study while we were in college, Rochelle. Do you remember them handing that out our freshman year and having us check in at admissions like Hey, uh, uh, were you a victim? Remember taking that test that she showed in the ACES? I actually don't remember taking that, but that's actually amazing that they're making people do that, though. Yeah, you well, know? the focus group was um, college students and, um, you know, below. You know what I mean? So, obviously, mm -hmm. you can't poll every person in the nation. It's not something that mm -hmm. you can do, but you got to understand, you know, the the group of people that they took the survey from was, you know, high school and uh, college students were, um, mm -hmm. you know, that was the emphasis, but that doesn't include all of the generations that were older. You see what mm -hmm. I mean? So that's one just, you know, if you really, as you hear data and that sort of thing, you really want to focus on how they obtained the data and came to the conclusions. That's one in four people that a actually admitted to it in a test, which, yeah, admitted to it you know i know that uh, i didn't you know personally there are a lot of people that are not comfortable even <laughs> acknowledging that anything like that even happened to them exactly yeah so they block out those types of things from their past and everything and just act like it never happened 
And then on top of it, that's just in that one generation, like a snapshot Mm -hmm. in that point in time, which, you know, years, the current generations haven't been repolled, obviously. And the older generations that you're referring to have also not been polled. And, you know, very, very Mm -hmm. more interesting enough, uh, those older generations, a lot of forms that are considered abuse nowadays were the norm back then. You know yeah, I mean? like I said, there's like um, some instances where there's just no laws or regulations or anything against any of that stuff. And some people thought it was just a normal thing to spank your kids or something like that. You know, when now it's like everyone thinks it's just appalling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a very touchy subject. And mm-hmm. um, I think she's having, you know, and she mentioned she thought that it'd be so easy and so simple and everyone would jump on the bandwagon and all these people would come forward. But I think true victims of abuse don't like to come forward. They don't like to talk about it. They don't mm-hmm. like to bring it up. They don't like to, you know what I mean? True victims of abuse. I, I'm serious. And, um, you know, I, that's why I that she was so brave for speaking about it and she told me she was after she spoke she told me she was so terrified and so nervous and I just was like wow you're amazing for even going up there and talking about something first of all that you like not just her but a lot of people feel embarrassed to speak about anything personal you know anything personal about themselves and she went up there and spoke about you know the most negative things that happened to her in her life you know what i mean that's how brave she was oh yeah yeah it's, you know and yeah very very wonderful and i can't wait to have her on the show it's gonna be a lot of fun on the podcast i should say yeah <laughs> so i guess that wasn't too positive but you know i think the thing that really makes that a sip of positivity is that everybody has gone through things growing up that might have mm-hmm. harmed you or you know bad things that you've been through but the key to the real key to becoming happy is taking those uh, anchors, you know, as I like to say, and turning them into sails, you know. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to being held back, you know, and having them, you know, trying to carry them as a burden, figure out, like she did, how to transform it into something that's going to take her places and make her, you know, pursue her goals and dreams and take her. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, she doesn't use it as a hindrance anymore. Lives. Yeah, changing other people's lives for the better, you know, instead of just sitting there feeling sorry for herself, she's going out making sure that nobody feels the same pain that she did. And if they did, they know how to deal with it, like how she didn't know how to deal with it when she was really young. So she's trying as hard as she can to help as many children as she can deal with pain. And it's a really it's just really the statistics are just very sad and a lot of it it's for us graduating from college and going to college we didn't even know I didn't even know those statistics you know and that says a lot because you learn a lot of things in school (laughs) but you don't learn about I feel like a lot of very important facts well, here's the kind of a weird, interesting thing. That yeah. are very prevalent to real life, you know, that are real life facts that matter a lot like that. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't, when they're doing their polls for high school and that sort of thing and taking in their data, what about all the kids that dropped out already mm-hmm. due to the abuse that they're facing at home? Um, oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. They weren't even counted. Exactly. They were already gone. They were already out of the picture. You see what I'm saying? So 
I'm like, well, I mean, you guys did your polls on high schoolers and college students, but uh, what about all the ones that were already gone by the freshman, sophomore year? Mm-hmm. They didn't even count them in. I think one in four is highly, uh, from just talking to as many people as I have and uh, walking them through as many problems as I have, you know what I mean? My numbers in my head are highly skewed the other way i think it's more two out of three or one out of two is the true number you know what i mean because a i would i would if i was a betting man i would bet if you had um four people two of them abused two of them not and you gave them all that test one of them would not even step forward and admit to a mm-hmm. being abused before i'm just saying and it's kind of a mental thing because Obviously, they didn't turn their parents in, but because their parents put the fear of God into them, right, to not tell anybody or, you know, so that the parents don't get, in, you know, in trouble or anything, because there's been laws against it for a very long time, you know, mm-hmm. but children are just having that entrained into their heads, you know, kind of like, have you ever, I mean, ever, most people have heard about the analogy of the elephant, right, the elephant in the little post, where when in order to break an elephant, they take a baby elephant tie it up to this little tiny post and it pulls and pulls and pulls all day until finally it breaks and it doesn't pull again. And then you see as it grows up, it's giant, giant elephant could easily physically tear out this post out of the ground. Right. But it chooses not to because it remembers elephant never forgets. Right. It remembers, this is the source of that saying, but it remembers that it can't from it being a baby that it can't pull out the post. So they never do it again. Well, similar things happen when somebody's abused and the uh, abuser tells them, you can't, don't tell anybody, you know, it could be a sibling abuse where the one child says to the other child uh, that's abusing them, don't tell your parents, otherwise, you know, you'll get it way worse. And they go, okay. Or and they might try it anyway, but then they get it way worse and they never do it again. And like I said, it goes back kind of like the elephant where they're trained as a kid. Or if a parent's abusing a child, the child you know, um, never wants to, you know, they want to go get help. But then the parent goes, if you tell anybody, you'll get it way, way, way worse. And they say, oh, okay, I better not do that. And so they carry that with them when they're older. And so even when they see a survey or a test or something like that, that you literally have to put your name on, I remember you had to put your name on the test, right? (laughs) Then they just won't, they also won't admit to it there because they're already trained. Just like, you know, kind of like the elephant analogy, for lack of a better mm-hmm. analogy, you know, that it's the same exact thing. They still will live in fear and they still won't want to come forward and say anything because real victims of abuse aren't out there in the streets yelling and screaming, look at me, exactly. look at me. You know, they're doing quite the opposite because they're mentally trained. You don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. And that also makes it harder when they actually try to seek professional help as well, because you have to, the professional will have to break down those barriers and then finally move to the source after that. See what I'm saying? It's not as, it's not a simple one, two step process. Mm -hmm. You got to get through the second layer and then to break in through to the root and the source of the problem. Exactly. Yeah, and you know most therapists and psych, you know, I mean, they're if they never were and a victim of abuse, they don't really understand it either. You know what I mean? So they they can't really help those people very well either way. You know what I mean? So 
yeah, it's kind of a kind of a tragic situation, and uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's kind of a weird cycle, right? So I, yeah. I I think those numbers are skewed, even though they come out as one as one out of four. Really think about what's going on here, and I think it's probably more one out of two. And as you go to older generations, probably more, you know, uh, two out of three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, in my opinion, from what I've seen personally, you know, I've only, you know, mainly helped people in Colorado. And now we're obviously branching out with our program and helping more and more people every day. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of demographics where certain concentrations are going to be worse than other concentrations in certain areas, worse than other areas. But, you know, from what I've seen personally, um, you know, all the generations seem to be two out of three. Uh, mid-generations are more one out of two you know what I mean people that are in their 30s or so but yeah yeah very interesting so sorry I I guess I'll quit talking about that (laughs) no it's okay you want to kind of talk about current events okay um well really the most current of current events that we keep seeing over and over on the news which we kind of brushed up on at the beginning of this podcast was really how cold it is everywhere well, just, kind of the northeast, right? Especially. Well, it's cold here too. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that big cold. polar freeze and everything. You know what's interesting? Yeah. We keep, you know, we're talking about how cold America is. I wonder how Canada's doing. Holy cow! <laughs> exactly. Could you imagine? Everything further north, I imagine, would be just way colder because that's what it's like in America. The further north you get, the colder it is just insanely cold that's so funny though that we well it's a polar wind right that traveled down from you know the north pole right and it's sweeping across that's why it's kind of on the northeast side a little bit more than you know washington or the places in the northwest you know from my mental map that i have in my head but i like how they said it was a negative 22 and it feels like negative 52 degrees oh my (laughs) god it feels like negative 52 degrees fahrenheit because you're just frozen as soon as you walk outside your house (laughs) no for the love of god just leave your faucets on you know you don't have to blast them for the love of god just turn your That's faucet on advice for the day that you have to listen to make sure you leave just a teeny bit of water running and not just in <laughs> one faucet but all of them no? yeah <laughs> all, right. faucet, all your faucets so tell your friends tell your neighbors tell everybody to do it well you know <laughs> that stinks the newer generations are losing all this kind of wisdom right it's not knowledge it's more of a wisdom Right, they're hey, kind of losing no, touch. With... I feel like if you were to put it in a meme and put it on social media, they would know from that. But if you don't, if you say it to them, they won't listen to you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, a lot of people are going to be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> oh gosh, if I feel so it... bad for that guy. You know, he's about our age, really. Um, maybe a little older, and you just didn't know. And it's like, man. You know, that's a very, very costly mistake, and you probably only make it once, you know? If you were to post it on social media or in a meme, then they would know. (laughs) You know, I wonder if we should release something like that, because, you know, it's funny. The news didn't even mention it. You were getting your nails done today, and I was watching the news. Uh They didn't mention it once, and I was like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) That's literally the only time I watch just the the news is when I'm getting my nails done. (laughs) (laughs) When it's, like, shoved down your throat, right? Yeah, when it's just odd and I can't get up and turn it off. No, I'm just You know, we should probably we'll probably make an announcement after this to everybody and make sure that they leave the faucets running, you know, and um so that they don't you know, you don't want none of your pipes freezing up. That is 
not a good situation. And I'm sure the plumbers are already running around like crazy, let alone running around in the cold, you know, and gosh, I couldn't imagine. No, the plumbers are like, quit telling people to do that because now we get to charge them whatever. For... <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, it's kind of sickening. I, I'm helping out an individual. Um, I don't want to get too detailed on it, but uh, she has a situation where she was trying to, you know, out of the kindness of her heart, um, rent out a property for way under market value, because as most people know, in any sort of area, including Denver, obviously, but in more populated areas, the price of rentals are just going off the charts. They are way overcharging. It's insane. It's terrible. It's taking advantage of people, kind of kicking them all down, you know, people that, can't afford to get a more or aren't qualified for a mortgage. They're just getting kicked while they're on the ground by these landlords, greedy landlords. And well, uh, literally everyone we've talked to that's renting is saying it's just too much. It's just crazy how expensive people are charging for rent these days. And also you are not getting what you pay for. Well, I've heard that multiple times. So, I mean, it can't just be one person thinking that if that's what everyone's saying. Yeah, it's really, it's just greed, right? But besides that point, this individual, this landlord, she's actually taking the steps to do the opposite where she's uh, renting out her house and you're, we're talking about surrounding Denver area for $800 to a couple. Wow. Individuals. Could you believe that? Yeah. Three bedroom house. Um, really? Yeah. And I'm like, bless her soul. What a nice lady. But it's kind of led to some problems for her. So that's where I kind of got involved and everything. But not to get too detailed, but um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. So she's doing that and she's running out for $800, which is just ridiculous, right? And because she found some people that were, uh, you know, kind of down on the luck. They don't make that much money. They're mm -hmm. going to be homeless. So she took them in. But uh, there's actual programs out there for people like this, and these individuals happen to be older and everything, but there's tons of governmental programs. But the people that are at this age group and everything, they don't, they, I talk to them, they don't have internet, they barely have a landline. You know, mm -hmm. they don't know how to use the internet. They don't, they obviously don't have smartphones, they have a landline phone. And they don't have a clue that any of these programs exist. You know, you're talking about programs that HUD uh, sponsors. And, um, I, you know, I think at age 52 or 53, I don't, don't quote me on that, you can start um, becoming part of like Innovage or the, it's you know. It's 56. But, I oh, know 56. Sorry. My parents used to run assisted living facilities and that's how oh, I that's just know hilarious. that off the top of my head. Sorry, I couldn't yeah. remember. Anyway, these individuals are 68 and 71 and they're just trying to figure out how to survive with the rentals going all up and crazy, you know, and thank God for this lady. Otherwise, they who knows what would have happened for them. But I'm like, my goodness, you guys. Uh, you guys are, that, you know, that's not the right way. There's actual programs for you out there. You know what I mean? So um, I, line, I was lining them up with the right places. And, you know, and obviously she's, you know, the, the landlord was not happy with the situation. They weren't happy with the situation because, you know, when you get to that age, you need a little bit more attention than just an $800 rental. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They, you start, you know, you need, uh, access to medication and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's funny. I was like, you know, there's actual programs out there. And so I had to 
kind of tell them here's the programs they didn't even know they existed and how would they because this digital age everyone thinks that they could just post everything online well most not everyone's using the internet still you know yeah that's true it was kind of nice that our organization was able to reach out to those people and kind of get them on the right track and so they were so thankful and it was a wonderful wonderful thing that we did today for those individuals and to kind of set them in the right path and Get them to somebody that could take care of them properly. So, yeah. That's good. That's like <laughs> the positive story for the day. <laughs> I know. There's been a ton. And we. I apologize. We haven't been very consistent with our podcast. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Me when too. it comes to, like, oh, my goodness. I was on the phone to win, like, nine-something last night, helping people out. It was crazy. And uh, we've been pulling, like, 18-hour shifts and everything, you know. And so we do apologize for inconsistency. And yeah. To all of our thank viewers you. or thank listeners. Thank you for listening, who, know, everybody out there that listens. Please bear with us. You know, we're trying to start from the ground up on this little nonprofit. And, you mm-hmm. know, if we had more time and everything. and But once we get things really rolling, you know, I, I do assume we're going to have a set schedule and be able to release these things. And, you know, the, exactly. no, the number of listeners is growing every day. So thank you so much for spreading the word. Thank you for listening and telling other people to listen. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's growing every time we do new podcasts. The number keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. So we're so happy and we're so thankful to all of you um, who are spreading the word about our organization and, you know, what we're doing and everything. And we do apologize that, you know, sometimes this late in the day, you know, sometimes I think we're recording at what, 11 o'clock at night because we just finally get done working and finishing our stuff for the day. We wake up quite early as well. So, you know, we're just giving it our all here and we want to really spread happiness throughout the world. And, you know, please help us on our path to uh, spread all this happiness through everyone else throughout the world and everything. So, you know, as we get more established and, you know, get more things rolling, maybe we'll start getting some volunteers, you know, some trustful people that, uh, you know, will want to help us make a difference, too. So. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of a run on Rochelle. Yeah. How do you feel no, about I that? I like that. Okay. No, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Wonderful director. Um and uh, you know, oh, you want to hear kind of a funny story of the day. So we got all of our business cards in because last time we went oh, to the gosh. Rotary Club, everyone's handing out <laughs> business cards like what's your and business all card? Asking us? Like, we don't have any, so I know I only had some investment ones, and I was like, Oh, that's not a revert, that's never a good look because all these freaking real estate investors nowadays are just used car salesmen, you know. <laughs> it's never a good first oh, impression gosh. to say oh, you're gosh. an investor, real estate investor, it's not a good look. Um, but besides that, we uh, so we ordered them all, and you want to tell, tell the story, <laughs> Rochelle? I don't know, so okay. So we ordered our business cards online. I'm not going to say what company it is because I don't want to make them look bad. (laughs) So I'm not going to say what company it was, but I mean, most people can guess. Uh, (laughs) Stop. Just leave it at that. (laughs) We ordered business cards. And at first, when we ordered them online, they came up as two sets of Robert's cards. And we're like, wait, but we did one set of my cards and one set of his cards. And our cards look a little bit similar, you know, so maybe that's why the online store system kind of glitched out and messed them up. So then we had to call them and go, oh, wait, well, we placed the order and it made it two of Robert's cars instead of one 
of Rochelle's cards and one of Robert's cards. And the guy goes, okay, well, I'll manually change it for you on my end and stuff. And I'm like, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. That should work. That's actually pretty cool that they did it. They answered really quick and they were super nice. And he said he'd change it for us. So then we get the cards <laughs> a week <laughs> later. And there is just a line across the front of my card that was never there when we made it. And it's just like, I know that everyone's like, why does she care about a line across her business card? But if you see it, it's literally the most crazy, annoying line that I've ever, no. <laughs> well, it's funny. I made, I made my card. Business card. Yeah. Well, I made my card. I literally took your card and copied it and just wrote my name over it. And you know what I mean? It's, we and it's the not same on mine. Card. And he doesn't have a line on his card, but I have a line on my card that just goes across the front. And I'm just trying to act all like, when I was handing out my business card today at the Rotary Club, I was trying to pretend like, yeah, I told did that line on purpose and i even gave a, a card to my nail lady that does my nails and oh my god was, that was the funniest I, thing can i, I say I, this part <laughs> can i say this part oh yeah, my yeah, god so we, the nail lady was like oh you got business cards i want to see it says so she hands her the card she goes what is this line? What is this line? I don't understand this line. Oh, and, we, and, and we are shells like, what? And Rochelle, like, it was, she's the, <laughs> the, the late nail lady, was literally the first person Rochelle had ever handed her card to. And she's already I conscious gonna... about the line. But yeah, what she was I, really I... saying was, what is this life? What is successful no, new life? Said, what does this what mean? Is... She said, what is a new life? And I thought she was talking about the line because I was so self-conscious about that line. And I, was, and I thought she's like, no, but really, though, when you're trying to make Patrick Bateman's cards from American Cycle, and then there's just a, a line on the front that just ruins the whole card. Now, like, oh, my God. She's about a line on the front of her business card. And to be totally honest, no, I really don't care because I'm still handing out those cards anyway. But... Yes, I'm still gonna remake it and order new ones that look perfect because that's just what that's what I feel like doing and that's what I'm gonna do. But that's not gonna stop me from handing out any business cards before then. So I I don't care enough to to not hand out my business card and share our message and let people contact me about the organization and everything. I'm I'm not that shallow okay i thought <laughs> it was so not... funny that we thought that she was like what is this line what does this line she mean? was actually what is saying but she was like what is life? this life yeah. yeah no she was saying what does your name mean basically what is successful do life and i thought she said what is this line and I was like, you no, just she... sat there you looked like <laughs> no, petrified <laughs> That's actually so funny. We laughed so hard after that because she literally was just asking about our name, like what successful new life meant. And actually, that's actually pretty funny that we just made that name up because it was like literally the only name not taken. We came up with like 100 names and that was the one that wasn't taken. And to be honest, it fits really well with our mission because we're trying to make it to our everybody, humans, animals, the environment, everything has eventually can achieve a successful new life that's what we want to do that's what we want for everybody on this planet well, and so to obtain happiness been, right to obtain yes to obtain happiness and have a successful new life I like and whatever that, that means that's... to you or yes. the you know it doesn't always mean the same thing but the, it, well yeah. i've never seen it really mean the same thing between two different people so exactly you know. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's definitely a wonderful <laughs> purpose, you know. And uh, so, yeah, 
I'm pretty excited about it. So things have been really coming together and really working out really well for us lately. So pretty exciting. So <laughs> anyway, well, anything oh, else? Yeah. Oh, I really want to say, because I want to say this every podcast until the actual event, if you are local, if any of our listeners are local and you know where Old Town Arvada is, make sure that you go this Saturday and go to the chocolate affair that's being, I guess, not really sponsored, but it's being run by the Ralston House, who actually help victims of any type of abuse. They do anything they can to help any abuse victim and they just have a great and amazing cause and we're volunteering for this event and we just want everyone to just go and it's basically you eat chocolate well and all the proceeds go to Ralston House so it's amazing and then they can keep doing the amazing things that they do and helping the people that they help and also you can eat some amazing chocolate so it's (laughs) win-win And I want to keep promoting it every every day until the actual event because I think it's just important and it's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always hard for people to get out and do things on the weekend because they're tired from working all week and that sort of thing. Yeah, but, but why would you not want to eat chocolate and support a great cause at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's and, just uh, amazing. Hey, you can meet us, too, if you happen to see us. You know, oh, yeah, uh, Rochelle's going to be one of the judges there, so that'll be fun. For the bake-off, mm-hmm. Really, one of the best volunteer jobs that I have ever done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Even if volunteer work don't involve eating chocolate, I, I'm all for it. That's just, I didn't even know that I was going to get, I was going to, you know, be assigned to that until like she told me. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? It pays to volunteer, everybody, just so you know. You never know what you're going to do. You might, um, I don't know, you might have to pet puppies or something amazing or no matter what it is everybody needs to go out and volunteer with your local nonprofits because it's just worth it because you're helping people and at the same time you're having fun and helping other people have fun too so it's good exercise too less time you send for the tv eating that's why i need to do it (laughs) yeah instead you can go eat outside or oh yeah exactly well you never know who you're gonna meet (laughs) out there you know a lot it's sad what's happening where people are just kind of coming little computer gremlins and they're just sitting inside their little house or their little room the cutest way of saying something bad is computer (laughs) (laughs) they're just sitting there like i'm gonna look at people or what they want to show me and i'm not gonna get out and you know that that you you have so much more fun getting out and about and meeting people yeah, and that's looking people in the eye you know going out and talking to people and meeting new people and you'd be surprised at how many people have the same you know mission as you especially when it comes to nonprofits and charity work we're just talking to and meeting a lot of people that are just rooting for us and we're rooting for them and we just want everybody to just succeed in everything that they want to do and it's so awesome though to help each other that's like a thing that well it's yeah yeah it's so easy to complain about things Mm -hmm. but it's so much more fun and rewarding to change those things that you're complaining about yeah that's what i wanted to do by starting a nonprofit. instead of just sitting around complaining about stuff it's just like why not go out and be the change that i want to see and inspire Mm -hmm. other people to change things too instead of sitting around just being angry or upset about something go out and make any difference because regardless of what you think no matter how small the action is, it makes a huge difference. 
Well, I think positivity, just like negativity, has a huge ripple effect on anybody. So when somebody, you know, it's kind of like when somebody opens the door for you, you kind of feel like opening the door for the next person through, right? And uh, like at least next time effect. around. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously negativity works in the same exact way, but um, spreading positivity, you know, I think is much more needed in our society at this point than uh, the, the other one. So <laughs> in my opinion, that's just my opinion, you know, but uh, I think, you know, helping people and, you know, it, it's kind of gotten a little bit lost over the last, you know, so what on years and um, a lot of people are identifying a lot of problems and they're, problem their way of coping with it is writing about it on some sort of social media platform or something but what does that actually do you know what i mean it might just make someone else acknowledge that there's a something bad going on and then what does that do nothing just ruin someone's day but when you actually go out and start making changes and helping people and you know people do make a difference and you know uh there's tons of people that aren't really being promoted that are making differences every single day. And if yeah. you want to join them in their cause or have people join you in your cause, you know, you just got to get up and get out and start making it happen. So, yeah, we, we hope this inspires you to take action and start helping people and being the change that you want to see in the world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we'll get off of our soapbox for tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for spending the time with me and you know and if you think somebody needs to hear these types of messages you know feel free to refer us and uh, tell them you know to listen to us so that they could tell you a week later oh yeah I forgot what what podcast you told me to listen to I listened to a different one no <laughs> so no I'm just kidding you know hopefully you know you, you might know somebody, but, you know, definitely reach out to us. We can talk with you, you know, or if you have something to say or if you have your own, you know, sip of positivity story you'd want to spread with the world, you know, just contact us at our uh, website at, well, I guess Rochelle normally does this, huh? You want to do this? <laughs> you want me to <laughs> do it? Okay. Yeah, you're, so you sound way better than me. If you want us to interview you or you want to tell your story or even if you want us to tell your story for you because you want to remain anonymous, then you can contact us literally at contact at successfulnewlife.org. And you can log on to our website at www.successfulnewlife.org. And we have a ton of resources and projects and everything there. And you can even find more episodes of this podcast, our previous episodes and future episodes and this episode <laughs> on there. <laughs> I feel like we're much better now. Just start here and move forward, okay? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't listen to any of the past no. ones those are pretty embarrassing. No, I'm just kidding. We don't care if you listen to them or not. And oh, actually, my gosh. we really, really like it when people give us feedback or when you have any constructive criticism. Like, don't just email us and go, you guys suck. Like, but you can tell us. <laughs> you can tell us if you don't like something or when you think we need to revert certain things or if you if you have even suggestions like hey maybe can you guys cover this subject or cover this because uh, you know i like this cause or this nonprofit or this charity and or even if you're a local nonprofit too because we love promoting other nonprofits, especially local ones that don't get as much recognition in colorado so we're definitely down for that and also don't forget to check out our twitter at success new life and our instagram at successful new life and i'm really trying to update those as much as i possibly can because sorry i mean 
sometimes when you work 18 hours or <laughs> your last thing you think about is social media, but I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. Maybe one day I'll get someone to volunteer for that. Cause there's some people who will just do social media forever and they don't care. You know, they'll just do it whenever. So if anyone wants to volunteer for that, <laughs> your social, social media, media. stinks. No. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get an email that says everything. Someone's gonna email us like, "Go, oh, why don't you guys ever update any of your stuff?" And we're like, we're trying. We're trying to update as much as we that can. Is a good so, point. yeah, we're gonna release that sort of thing on our Twitter and stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking with you guys. And yeah. you know, if you want to reach out with us, you know, if you want any. Uh, real estate investing advice or um if you want to you know kind of get help in any way you know we'll do our best so at least try to find you know point you in the right direction so yeah without if further we can't ado, help you we'll find someone else that'll help you <laughs> well we'll try at least we'll try. I, so far we haven't been able to not help anybody yet <laughs> Interesting we haven't wording. we haven't <laughs> not not helped anybody yet. Yeah, no. we haven't not not helped anyone. So. That's been our kick lately. We haven't not not been able to help somebody yet. But no, you know, and we'll we'll do our best to try to point you in the right direction in any way that you need. And you know, if we can't help you, you know, we certainly want to send you on your way to find help that you need in any way, shape, or form in your life. So. Anyway, without further ado, thanks for joining us tonight. Don't forget to share with your friends and, you know, let people know. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us tonight for this podcast. And hopefully we'll try to keep making it better and better and better as we go. Right, Rochelle? Yeah, thanks for listening to r r Podcast. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Robert. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Have a good night.